In case we have not yet met, my name is Deacon Eric Arts, and uh, I was just ordained a month and a half ago. And during this time, I've already been able to do a couple of baptisms. I've been able to preach a number of masses with Father Logan, been able to serve him, and I've been able to assist at uh, funerals and, and weddings as well. So it's been a very f- full, already month and a half. And during this time, I have come to experience that Jesus is a very wonderful sower and that he very generously sows his seed wherever he goes. So much so that one understands that he is the sower. He is the one sowing the seed and he is very generous. And in the context of this gospel, farmers would have been very calculated, especially in the Middle East. They would have only sown seed in riverbeds and other areas where water would have ran over because it was so dry. So these farmers would have been very calculated and concerned where they seeded. But Jesus is the opposite. Again, he's very liberal and he sows very generously. So much so that he almost seems reckless, that he sowed seed in an area where you wouldn't expect it to grow because he has hope and he desires for us all to bear much fruit. And during this time, I've also come to experience that Jesus isn't only the sower, but he is the seed that is being sown. It's through his teachings, his prophecies, and most importantly, the work in the sacraments that he's able to put himself into our hearts. And I'm from Minot, North Dakota, and one of my favorite hobbies is gardening. Uh, And since I live here in Bismarck over at Corpus, the rectory, I am only able to go home once every couple weeks or so. And those of you who garden or help farm know that in May, there's this great time of expectation of hope and joy. That as you put the seeds in the ground, as you plant the plants, you have all this expectation and hope that you will have a good harvest. That once the fall comes, you'll be blessed with all this fruit of your work. Well, that, that was my experience in May, and then coming home for the first time in June, I was expecting to have, you know, this Garden of Eden where everything was perfect and lush. There was all these tomatoes already growing. And I walked down to the garden, and to my horror, there's almost a jungle, uh, jungle war going on, jungle warfare. You guys may know there's weeds everywhere, the deer have gotten in, the rabbits have gotten in, and this Garden of Eden that I had imagined on the way to Minot just wasn't the reality. And spiritually, we're left with a similar reminder today that it is not merely sufficient just to plant a seed, walk away, and come back in two months to expect all this fruit. And gardening like the faith takes continuous work, effort, and diligence. And in our own faith lives, therefore, we can't just assume that if we're saved once, we're saved forever. In other words, just coming to believe in Jesus and having faith alone does not work. That like our garden, it becomes filled with weeds, the birds come in, and we won't bear fruit. As the sun will burn, the birds will eat, and the weeds will always choke away what God is trying to do in our lives. In other words, we can't merely just be passive spectators or bystanders in our own salvation. 
that once God plants the seed, we need to actively work to assist in getting to heaven. And we have to say, Jesus does the first work. He's the one who plants the seed. We can't do everything, anything without him, but we're supposed to cooperate with him. So the question arises, okay, we understand gardening. We know how to build fences. We know how to weed. It's not fun, but we know how to do it. But how do we do this spiritually? How do we build fences to keep the enemy, the deer, out and weed the gardens of our hearts so that we may remain receptive to the words and person of Christ in our own hearts? How do we really bear 30 or 60 or 100 fold of what Christ gives us? And the first question is that we have to ask ourselves is do I want to bear fruit? Do I really want to give God 30, 60, and even 100 times what he gives? When we wake up every morning, I have to ask myself this as well. Do we just want to have a day where we get by? Do we just want to do the bare minimum just so we can go to bed at night with kind of a mediocre sense? Or do we really have the zeal in our hearts for more? Do we really want to glorify our family and friends by our work? Do we want to do well for them? And most importantly, do we want to do well for God? Do we want to glorify God by our work? And second, I think it's good for us to know that it's not that this person is all road soil, this person's all rocky soil, and this person's all thorny soil. It's not that simple. I think in all of our hearts, mine included, there's a mixture of all the different soils. That at times we can have this rocky soil, the thorny, or the road. And they come up and go as we go along in life. So Jesus is, in a very practical way, he names three troubling soil types. And the first is the path. This is the one or a part of our heart that hears but does not understand. And if we imagine a road, maybe the one we drove on to get to Mass this morning, you know, it's, it's hard. It's made so nothing can get in. Water seeds nothing. It's made so nothing can seep in so the road can remain strong. And that could be our heart sometimes, that even though God tries to give seed, he tries to give us stuff, it only bounces off. And this is if we're not truly disposed. And in order to become more greatly disposed and vulnerable to God's work in our life, we can ask ourselves, when's the last time I've been to confession? Do I need mercy in my life to open my heart to God? Do I need to forgive anyone in my life? Or do I need to ask forgiveness from anyone? In this way, by asking what parts of our life we should be sorry for, we again open ourselves up to God's mercy and with that, all of his other uh, gifts that he desires to give. The second soil that Jesus talks about is the rocky soil. You can imagine sand or boulders. And here there's, you know, cracks in it so the soil gets in, you know, the seeds can get in but there's no depth. This is the parts on our heart that are superficial. And although disposed and able to receive, we lack the longevity and the fortitude to hold out during hard times. And for this, we should pray for the gift of fortitude. That is, to have courage in hard times. And to practice this, we can do asceticism. And that's commonly done in March during Lent where we have prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And although that's important for Lent to prepare our hearts for Easter, we should practice asceticism all days of the year. 
in some way or another. For us, that can be, you know, more prayer, more fasting, almsgiving, or it can be something as simple as doing the dishes, mowing the lawn since it's the summertime, or doing things or chores when it's not your turn. And this is a practice of denying yourself what you want, and in doing this, you turn away from yourself and you look to others, and you see what others need. And in doing this, and during hard times that we won't turn inward and turn to sin, instead we'll build up this life of habitual practice to turn to others and help them. And lastly, Jesus talks about the soil that has thorns. These are those distractions that keep us from growing deeper in the spiritual life. It could be something as extreme as keeping us from going to Sunday Mass, or something less as even praying the rosary every day, daily devotionals we feel called to, and if we're able to in our state in life to go to daily Mass. These could be things such as work, hobbies, entertainment, sports, football, all those things. Again, all these things are good in themselves, but they have to be properly uh, prioritized. They have to come second. God and his sacraments have to come first. They have to be in their proper place. As Jesus says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be. And again, he's not asking us to completely get rid of these things, but just to put the sacraments first. So overall, God is asking us to turn to mercy, asking for forgiveness or forgiving others. He's asking us to take on a life of asceticism proper to our state in life. And he's asking us to put the sacraments first. This is practically how we can be fruitful for the Lord. And we should also have hope because no one is too far or too distant from becoming a saint. That no one's heart is too rocky, too thorny, or has too much road in order to bear fruit. There has to be maybe a lot of work done, but there should be hope for everyone. So therefore, no matter where you are at, with the help of grace, prayer, and constantly spiritually weeding our hearts, we maybe make ourselves more hospitable to God. We can bear much fruit and really recreate Eden in our own hearts. If we actively receive what God is trying to give us, He can do something very beautiful.